on today's Locked On Texan podcast, underrated yet valuable, which Texan player can aid to the Texan success this season. And David Culley is back in the news discussing Davis Mills and his tenure as the Houston Texan head coach. Stick around for that conversation as well. We'll see how it all plays out this season. But Cody, let's kick off the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every other day until later this <laughs> month. I'm John Hickman, joined, of course, by none other than Cody Davis. Welcome back to kick off the week, discussing the Houston Texans. Been away for a couple of days. And as training camp is around the corner, was it on the 26th of this month, Cody? Yep, 26th uh, or the 28th, one of the two. Later in the month, in the 20s, of course, <laughs> the Houston Texans training camp will kick off 90-some-odd players. The Texans will have their hands filled in, in regarding to who they're going to cut, who they're going to keep, who they're going to designate to the practice squad, who's going to be starters. They're going to fill out that depth chart. Everything will come into play starting really early in the year after the draft when they had OTAs. But training camp is where guys can get out there, bust some ass, show coaches why they belong and why they should be ranked maybe ahead of players or not. And Cody and I thought it was a very important uh, – we'll take this opportunity ahead of training camp to discuss the Texans veterans and which underrated player could really aid to the Houston Texans success or lack thereof. But we think that Houston will be a little bit more successful this year than they were last year. And Cody, you know, I'm going to let you kick it off. I think this is a very important conversation before I pass it over to you, because we get caught up in the bigger names, right? We get caught up in the, in the Mechies and, ready to see the rookies play in the Stingley. We've heard a lot about Stingley, Mechie, and, and Christian Harris, and Davis Mills, all of those names on the Texans roster that kind of stick out more than the other guys. But when you have to fill a roster of 53 men, when you have three levels of football to play, every count, every snap matters. Cody, what veteran for you is very important, underrated, but yet valuable for this Texan team this year? Ross Blacklock. <laughs> Plain Ross, simple. Yes, sir. And look, the reason why I went with Ross Blacklock because of this. You know, we here on Locked On Texans, other reporters, fans, we have talked a lot about Nick Casario and the great job that he did throughout the 2022 NFL draft. And the only reason why we did not give him a perfect evaluation is because we all wanted to see him to address the defensive line more so than he did during the draft. Of course, during the draft, you picked up Thomas Booker, and I think he's going to be a very good addition to this team. However, you remember, after day one of our draft evaluations, I came on this show and I said, look, I like Keon Green, but the fact that you had a guy like Jermaine Johnson still on the board, you had an opportunity to draft him and you didn't, that's the only knock that I had against Nick Casario when evaluating his draft. However, John, the more I look into the Texans' defensive line core, the more I come to the realization that the Texans kind of have a solid defensive line. When you take a look at the talents of John Grenard, Roy Lopez, Malik Collis, Thomas Booker, a guy that I just mentioned, even veteran like Mario Addison, a guy who literally just recorded seven sacks last season, 
the Texans defensive line is pretty solid. However, I want to see this defensive line go from solid to good. And I think Ross Blacklock holds the keys in order for the Houston Texans to be successful at getting better at the defensive line. Because look, Ross Blacklock is going into his what third or fourth season as a member of the Houston year. as a member of the Houston Texans. And throughout his first two years, we have seen flashes of his talents. However, he is not consistent. If he could find a way to get to get consistent. I do believe you add him to the talent that is already on that defensive front. I do believe that is going to be enough to get the Texans defensive line back to where it was. Kind of during the time when you had guys like J.J. Watt and, and Jadavion Clowney and D.J. Reader. And look, I get it. I understand it. Those are big name guys. However, when you take a look at the production and how solid and how good that defensive line was, the Texans can definitely repeat that same production. But, of course, it's going to be, take a lot of more hands to get that defensive line to where it was a couple years ago. And I do believe that Ross Blacklock will be a very key addition to that. And I would like to say this about Ross Blacklock. As much as we want to sit here and say that he hasn't been consistent, neither has this organization. Hmm. And when some sense of con, uh, consistency uh, came to this organization in terms of the coaching staff and how they kind of on the fly last year kind of got settled in, especially a little bit down the stretch, you saw a better version of Ross Blacklock. I think Ross Blacklock stepped into a very unfair situation. Remember, he was a part of that DeAndre Hopkins trade, that second-round pick. <laughs> they used that on Ross Blacklock. A pick right after him was Jonathan Taylor. So he has a lot of pressure under him. I do think that Ross Blacklock is one of those players across this defensive front that Houston really do need, really does need, excuse me, to take the next step. Speaking of the defensive line, what has been the Houston Texans' biggest issue the past two seasons? Stopping Being, the run. Stopping the run. You got a nosebleed, it's going <laughs> to run. Don't worry about it. And that's how the Houston Texans defense has been in the past 33 games. It's easy to run down their throat. And, Cody, you went with Ross Blacklock. I think Ross Blacklock is one of those defensive line players that should be able to add a bunch of different uh, aspects to his game to be better. But stopping the run, I want to highlight Malik Collins and Roy mm. Lopez. For me, Malik Collins, 29 total tackles last year, eight stuff, 13 pressures. Uh, the, the career years in those numbers, and we also look at him, Roy Lopez, who also had five tackles for loss last season, was a anchor for that defensive front whenever he played, made his guys around him job easier, especially at the linebacker position. 31 combined tackles last year, and he didn't even play almost half of those snaps last season. So he was also one of those rookies, <clears throat> excuse me, that the Houston Texans had to, you know, kind of find some time to play. Whenever he did play, there were moments where he was the best rookie out on the field. Plain and simple. And I think that's fair to say. So when I look at both of those guys, again, we are right now in Texan country history. Uh, Texas country we are very hype about these rookies. We're very hype about what Marlon Mack could possibly do. And now that you have your tackle situation, your right tackle solidified with Titus Howard, super excited about Davis Mills. Like a lot of things we're hype about here in Houston, and I get it, but they're the small details that matter. There's no way Houston is going to be able to win games, a handful of games next season, if they are still allowing 
almost five yards per carry. <laughs> if you're still allowing uh, 100 rushing yards per game, that's it's not going to happen. You're going to make your job a whole lot harder. And if teams are able to just kind of run all over you, then you're not going to be able to get the ball back in your offensive uh, hand because normally when teams are able to run, they control the clock. So I'm looking at uh, Malik Collins here, and I'm looking at Roy Lopez as two guys that I think coming into this camp, they really like Malik Collins. They re-signed him after that one-year deal. He had a rough, rough season with the Raiders, bounced back last season, posted some career highs. I think that in this 4-3 defense, he's much more comfortable playing that deep tackle role. And with Roy Lopez, here's my challenge to Roy. Become valuable to this team to where they're not just leaving you at the one technique. They feel comfortable at times, depending on the situation, putting you out there at that three technique, moving you from that zero nose and maybe being a little bit more versatile with you. He came into camp, OTAs, looking a whole lot better. Got the NFL body on him now. I think he's quicker, lighter on his feet. But between Ross Blacklock, between Malik Collins, and between Roy Lopez, these defensive linemen, particularly in the interior, they all have to step up next season to limit the big runs against the Houston Texans. Before moving on, I do want to say this, John, since we are talking about underrated veterans, I do believe Eric Murray and Jonathan Owens is really important for them to step up their game. Yes, I know when you take a look at the state safety position, you mentioned it. We're all excited to see what these rookies can do. Of course, that means Jalen Petrie. However, Jalen Petrie is going to have to go through a learning curve. And in order for Petrie to kind of, you know, start getting to the peak that we're hoping for him to get, he's going to need some help from his veterans. And I understand it. I know you don't like Eric Murray. Jonathan Owens did show some promise towards the towards the latter half of last season. But if those two guys can come in and actually help Petrie find his niche in the NFL, I think that's going to be very important for not just Petrie, but for the Houston Texans as well. Right now, the safety depth chart sits as follows. Stands as follows, excuse me. Eric Murray, Terrence Brooks, those are your strong and free safety starters. Jalen Petrie, MJ Stewart, got from the Browns. Uh, he may actually be a good piece for Houston. Then you look at Jonathan Owens, Graylin Arnold, and Tristan McCullum, all at the safety spot. So Houston does have a handful of safeties. Again, starting in the next couple of weeks, they're going to have their, their hands filled with trying to designate guys to the practice squad who's going to come off the bench who's going to start who's getting cut it's that time of the year i really love cody that football time of the year and about football comes money there's a lot of different ways you can make some money this offseason and this season and that is with betonline.net they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Shout out to them strolls, smacking ass. I love to see it. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline because BetOnline.
have loved being the head coach of this football team, Cody. Now, to think about it, there's been some ups and downs, more downs than ups, but it has been everything I thought it would be. Uh, I wish we'd have had a few more wins, but we came here with the process and, and, and we're staying with the process. We're going to stay the course. And I feel like at this point, where we are, that the fact that we've stayed the course and that we're following the process, there are things that are starting to, to get better for us. And we're starting to see some uh, positive things happening with the franchise, right? Now. That was a clip from David Cully the day when he was released by the Houston Texans after one season. And the reason why I wanted to bring that clip up again is because last week, David Cully appeared as a guest on the Outkick Media podcast talking about his one season being the head coach of the Houston Texans. And John, I really do believe that when you go back, you listen to that podcast and you take a listen to what everything David Cully had to say about his time being the head coach of the Houston Texans. I really do believe that this next topic is semi-important because look, first and foremost, Cully talked about how crazy it was being the head coach of this organization during the time Deshaun Watson was on the verge of demanding the trade. And we all know what happened. You know, he gets hired, Deshaun Watson demand the trade, and then it's basically all hell from that point on. But David Cully said something really interesting in that podcast. He said that when he took the job to become the head coach of the Texans back in January of 2021, he did not believe that it was going to be a one-and-done tenure. Um, and he felt even more so about that statement after towards the end of last season. And that is really important because, John, listeners, viewers, you guys remember going into what week 15 week 16 of the regular season us here on locked on texans other media members we all talked about the possibility of the texans bringing back david cully for an additional year we talked about them being not being in a position to bring in a new head coach because it was still a lot of chaos going on with the organization but at the same time say what you want about david cully he did succeed some modest expectation you're talking about a team who a lot of people had winning no more than one game which was the opener against the jacksonville jaguars but under david cully this was a team that won four games could have been five or six had his coaching experience on the sideline been a little bit better and the one thing that i always talked about every time we mentioned the possibility of david cully coming back for an additional years was the respect that the locker room had for him there was a lot of chaos going on inside the organization as we all know but at the end of the day a lot of those players went out there and played hard for david cully himself so, John, when you hear David Cully here, when you hear David Cully say that he believed that he was going to have more than a one and done tenure here in the city of Houston, plus you also consider the fact that he navigated this organization possibly through the worst time in franchise history. Do you or do you not think that he was given a fair opportunity as the head coach of the Houston Texans? Doesn't matter. Listen, I think that he thought he was going to be back for another year. But did he get a fair shot? I mean, no. If we're, if we're being honest, no. No, Deshaun. And I thought that was very interesting to hear him say that he spoke to Deshaun one time over Zoom for 30, for 30 minutes. minutes. And Deshaun was like, no matter what you say, over Zoom, like, he couldn't get the proper respect to at least do this face-to-face. But no matter what happened, I'm not playing for the Houston Texans this season, and I'm prepared to sit. When you start your tenure off like that, 
I mean, listen, I've been very critical of Houston Rocket head coach Steven Silas, but I'm also a fair man. And when you start your coaching tenure off with James Harden and Russell Westbrook trying to get up out the door in your first season, and then after that you're catapulted into a rebuild, well, yeah, I, I don't think there's much success there that you can possibly have early on. Same goes for Cully. You get mm-hmm. hired, you know, you're ready to come in to help win more games than what the Houston Texans did that previous year. And when you first get to town, you get hired, you hear all the media saying he's not fit and this won't do much for Deshaun. Your very first task when you get to, to town to Houston is try to talk to Deshaun. Well, you did that, but it was over the internet. Which, which to his defense, it was still COVID protocols at the time. I'm not buying that. Anyways, (laughs) um, and then he doesn't play. And then you you don't have a lot of money, so you can't sign free agents. And Houston right now isn't a place for free agents to willfully and cheerfully go. You got to go with Tyrod. He get hurt. Davis Mills throwing the mix. Like There's so much that goes on in his first seven months before week 10. Yeah, no, you you weren't you were not set up for success. I do think that David Cully believed that he should have been brought back, and maybe he thought that there was a conversation somewhere that he was going to have more time than one year. Which, if I'm going to be fair for Stephen Silas, I got to be fair for David Cully. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I'm grateful <laughs> we are not back with David Cully <laughs> as he head coach. I think David Cully is a great guy. The Houston yes, Texans gave him a great care package. I mean, he's going to make, what, like $19 million or something over the next three to four years. But understand this. Nick Casario was not going to – he was not going to ride to the wheels fall off with David Cully because those wheels would have fallen off way before his six-year contract ends. I think so. And I still don't believe David Cully – I mean, uh, Nick Casario has found – his end all be all coach. Hmm. Let me say that. Um, but it was never going to be David Cully. David Cully is going to be a stain on Nick Casario's uh, tenure because I always felt he rushed for no good reason. David Cully was not the answer. I don't know why the Houston Texans bypassed all of the information and the output that that creative group firm that they had last year that was headlined by Andre Johnson uh, and Tony Dungy. I don't know why they did that bypass all of that, but they rushed with David Cully. It was terrible. It was a terrible experience. They should never go back. It was unfair to him. It was unfair to this fan base. But now we're here with Lovey Smith. David Cully also mentioned a progression that he experienced with Davis Mills. And that was and a great conversation. To have. He said, and John, this might be something I don't know if you want to talk about today, save it for tomorrow. But he said, when you take a look at the quarterbacks who came out in last year's draft, i.e. 2021, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, you, you know the class. And you take a look at the, the quarterbacks who came out in this year's class. David Cully said he truly believes that if you do a redraft, Davis Mills could be the first quarterback taken off the board. Wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be against that. Now, mind you, the first quarterback taken off the board was um, your boy Kenny Pickett, who played mm-hmm. in Pitt. He was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I still can see a reasoning for the Pittsburgh Steelers to draft Kenny Pickett at that position because there's a lot of familiarity there. 
being in pit and those connections on top of the weather. But after that, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised. Listen, hmm. Davis Mills has a lot of great mechanics as a quarterback. And, again, it was unfair to him being thrown in that process as early as he did with, I think, one of the most incompetent play callers of all last season. But I wouldn't be against that. I don't – again, I think I think Kenny Pickett would still over, overall be the number one quarterback because of where he played and who was drafting at that time with that pick. Hmm. But but Mills Mills has been getting high praise since high school, guys. Uh, my boy John Crumpler, he was also out over the weekend at Davis Mills quarterback camp or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And he talked to one of his QB coaches that has been his QB coach, private QB coach, since middle school. Now, before I talk about how important that is for Davis Mills, who can hire and afford a private quarterback coach in the seventh grade, that was mind blowing to me. I've never heard of it. However, I am an inner city youth product from the Houston, from Houston. So, uh, but his quarterback coach, and his name escapes me, so forgive me, I spoke highly about him. He, he, he's been saying Davis Mills has always put in the work. He's always been this talent of a quarterback. So he's always had that talent. It would have not shocked anybody i don't think so because of how high they were speaking of him last year a lot of scouts were speaking very highly of davis mills the one not time in college hmm. games played in college but when they were checking off boxes for skill set uh frame sneaky speed uh arm strength touch on the ball davis mills checking up all those boxes check 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 wouldn't have shocked me at all and i'm glad to hear uh david cully who has never came off as a spiteful individual during his time in Houston, still continue to big up that quarterback because I do believe they had a great relationship last season. Yeah, they did, and I could very I could attest to that. Uh, John, I don't want to say much about this because you already know where I stand. I do believe it's a, it's very close between him and Mac Jones when you take a look at the draft class of 2021 and the draft class of 2022. If Davis Mills won't be the first quarterback taken off the board, he would damn sure be the second. I can see that. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. My wife needed a battery last week, and nobody in our area had that battery for her type of car. Uh, something along the lines of she, her, the car isn't a favorable car, and a lot of people don't carry the parts like that. So what did I do? Got my phone, typed in rockauto.com, and found the battery for the car that we needed. I saved some time. And I saved some money when I shopped with Rock Auto. Guys, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? We can go ahead and tap in and shop with rockauto.com, a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on Texans in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. 
Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because the offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Speaking of breaks in the actions, uh, as of right now, there's a break. No, <laughs> no sending sin uh, for Deshaun Watson at this time. They are still the NFL and the NFLPA. Uh, both sides are still unclear about the future, so we are awaiting news in regards to whether or not it will be indefinite, as Cody has said several times on the show. Uh, will there be a number on that suspension, or if there's a suspension at all? A suspension at all? As of right now, I think it's very important to just at least put it out there. Tony Busby seeks documents regarding the NFL's investigation of Deshaun Watson including the transcripts of this week's disciplinary hearing. I'll say this. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If Busby feels like his, uh, his, his clients who the four that he has left, who did not sign the, not NDA, the settlement that, you know, is basically a clause now in the investigation. If he feels like his client's, have not had a fair shake. Uh, the tables have been uneven. Whatever he feels, I'm all for it. Again, guys, this is still a case of he said, she said, hmm. abuser, a, a, you know, sexual misconduct abuser versus the abuse. And so I'm a fair guy. If there was right done, then we go with the right. If there was wrong done, then we go with the wrong. But right now it does come off as Tony Busby feels as though the NFL did not do a proper investigation, which has been a topic of discussion for a very long time now. And so first it was Deshaun Watson. The Texans also got looped up in the lawsuit as well for knowing about Deshaun Watson's side missions. And now Tony Busby is going after the NFL. I'm on for it. I'm on for it. If he can find something that says, hey, you guys lacked in this area, you promised us you didn't, that changes the entire outlook and landscape of this case for Deshaun Watson, his team, and Tony Busby's team as well. Um, the one thing I'm going to say about this, John, today is July 5th, 2022. A lot of people, including myself, was preparing for a Deshaun Watson punishment. Um, there were some reports that came out said that the league can actually make an announcement um, during the 4th, 4th of July weekend. <laughs> like I just mentioned, it is now July 5th. But I will say the NFL, they are still trying to get this taken care of before the start of training camp. Training camp for the Cleveland Browns will begin, at least for the veterans. They will, they will report to training camp on July 26th. So... It doesn't matter if it was the July. Yeah, they they literally have three weeks to try to get this taken care of because there's no way they could let this linger over the over the Browns franchise, over the NFL, knowing that this is an organization that is still trying to decide whether or not that or if they're going to have the Sean Watson. For the 2022 campaign, we know there's a lot of politics that also goes on with this as well. So, you know, we we should be hearing something very soon regardless, regarding the suspension of Deshaun Watson. But I would say, of course, this is something that we got to keep talking about. We got to keep reporting because not only is it 
a former member of the Houston Texans, but at the same time, whatever punishment that they that they decide for Deshaun Watson is definitely going to affect that first round draft pick, whether that be just for 2023 or like I'm predicting 2023 and 2024 as well. I would like to say this. I think it will be very hard for Tony Busby to get his hands on those documents. Oh, yeah. Um, nearly impossible. But, you know, what Kevin Garnett said, anything's possible. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that the Browns moved on from a quarterback that was, you know, all bought in, played hurt, had a terrible season this past season. But their reasoning mm. behind it was we wanted an adult at quarterback <laughs> – And now you may have to crawl back to him. (laughs) What if they call Baker Mayfield and he's like, new phone, who is this? Mm, Yeah, I mm, I, I would love to see. They just uh, need to go ahead and trade my boy, man. Stop holding on to that boy, man. Let's let's trade my guy, dog. He ain't going nowhere. Um, I think he will be a Cleveland Brown for at least the first five weeks of the season. And then Carolina may make a call. There will be some, some team around the league that may not be 100% 100% happy with their quarterback situation. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta gives a call as well. Texans, first half of the season, let's say there's some promise, and the one issue at quarterback is Davis Mills. Do, do the Texans put in a call? No. If that's the issue, if Davis Mills is, in fact, the issue this season, then Houston will wait to draft one in the 2023 NFL draft. Thank you guys for checking out checking out excuse me today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Make sure you are checking us out on YouTube at Locked On Texans. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like, retweet, subscribe, comment, the whole nine. Run those numbers up, baby. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.